0: they have much in common with us. Many of them have your moral values. Most are not anti-church or anti-religion. They are very much like you, except that they are lost without Christ. A second discovery we made is that reaching lost and unchurched people is not always best accomplished with some cookie-cutter strategy. The unchurched are different in how they respond to the gospel. We want you to be aware of these differences so that you can reach out to the unchurched in the most effective ways. We call these different levels of response or receptivity faith stages. I will explain the faith stages in more detail shortly. First, I want you to hear from an unchurched person who had quite a different response from that of Justin M., Jane T., Waiting on Deborah and Jesus. Since researcher Deborah White had such a difficult interview with Justin, I ask her to tell you the story of Jane T., who was on the opposite end of the response scale. We call her a U1 because she is so close to accepting Christ, or perhaps I should say that she was so close to accepting Christ, or maybe I should be quiet and let Deborah tell you the story herself. Jane is a 37-year-old single mother from Kentucky, Deborah begins. I have known her for almost two years and have never found the time to share the gospel with her. You see, I am Jane's boss, and that little technicality made me very uncomfortable. I have always made it known that I was a Christian and that my life revolves around church and God, but I soon realized that I was actually hiding the gospel from some folks who may never hear about Jesus Christ otherwise. Jane, I soon discovered, was one of those persons. Deborah continued to tell the story about how this research project led to her encounter with Jane. When I was asked to join a group of researchers to assist Dr. Tom Rainer on an upcoming project, I considered it an honor and was excited about where it could lead. I soon discovered that, once again, God had other ideas than just working on a research project. He had kingdom plans at work. At the start of the project, I felt led to speak to some of my employees, a chance, I thought, to get out of my comfort zone. I prayed about it and ended up having a few impromptu conversations with Jane over the next week. When I discussed the possibility of interviewing her for this project, she quickly agreed. I made arrangements to call on her the following Thursday night. I would soon learn that it would truly be a God-inspired divine appointment. As Deborah continued to tell her story, we could hear the excitement in her voice increasing. When I phoned Jane the next evening, she was very positive and upbeat. She told me that the last time she attended a church was when she was four years old, and she couldn't recall the name of the church or the denomination. Despite this fact, she claimed to have a very friendly attitude toward the church. She said she often watched a service on television, but she never really had found time to go herself. She quickly added, however, that her youngest daughter attended a Baptist church every Wednesday night with a friend. As the interview continued, Jane shared that she had a very limited knowledge of the Bible, but that she knew God was her Creator, and she prayed to Him daily. I proceeded to ask her if heaven and hell existed, and she answered yes to both, Deborah told us. If heaven exists, I asked, how does someone get there? Jane answered, make peace with God and the things you've done. When I asked if a Christian had ever shared with her how to become a Christian, she whispered, no. She knew so little about someone she wanted to know so badly, and no one had ever told her. I then asked if I could share my beliefs, and she answered expectantly, yes. For the next 15 minutes, I shared with Jane who God is and what it means to have a personal relationship with Him through Christ, something I should have done a long time ago. Jane began to open up more and shared with me details of her childhood. Her parents claimed to be Catholics, but they never attended church or discussed God. Over the next month, God continued to bring Jane to the forefront of my prayers. I began to share Christ on a daily basis, both through words and actions. I provided her with her very first Bible, encouraging her to read it, starting with the book of John. Instead of being only Jane's boss, I was becoming her friend. Two and a half months after my initial contact with Jane, I visited her with a couple of friends from my Sunday Bible Fellowship class. When the next divine appointment came, the Holy Spirit prepared the way for us to share the plan of salvation. And this time, Jane opened her heart to Christ. The God she once knew so little about is now her personal Lord and Savior. And to think, all because of a research project and an obedient student.